Hello and welcome back to Keeping It Candid, our sometimes weekly, sometimes fortnightly, sometimes pop- monthly <laughs> pop culture podcast by me, Millie Cotton, and me, Sophie Milner. Wow, I'm so out of practice, I forgot uh, when I was supposed to come in, and no, I'm like here picking food out my braces, we are a mess. Well, no. We're fine, we're fine. We're fine. So how have you been? How was the blogger sale you did yesterday? Mm. Right. Um, yeah, so the blogger sale, we put on a blogger sale. Um, there was six of us in total, and it was really, really, really fun. I was actually really stressed out because I have been like perpetually recently, and I was like, I really, really don't need this right now. But I went, and it was actually a lot of fun. Quite a lot of people showed up. It was so busy at one point yeah. that no one really like. It was really diff- difficult for people to get in. My friend came down, and she was like, "I can't deal with this." Her boyfriend came, and he was like, "Oh, what the what? What is this? I need to leave." And yeah, it was good though. Um. It was one of those things where I made a decent chunk of money for a short period of time and definitely want to do it again, definitely want to do it again, but um, at the same time, it's it's quite good to have done it and know what I've done wrong, and it was really nice just meeting people, and that was a lot of fun as well, so Yeah. yeah, it's been good, but apart from that, like... I've literally just been working, I think, with Christmas on the horizon. Mm-hmm. All these brands are coming in with their Christmas campaigns and their autumn campaigns. And I've had a lot of last-minute work as well. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I can do that. I can totally do that. And then you realise you're that it's one of those things that if you do it and they don't like it, you've then got to turn it around again in a really short period of time. And it's just not doable. And I've realised they put the clocks back at the weekend, which gives our daylight shooting hours a lot less. Yeah, so I shot a post yesterday at... I was quite hungover. So I was on the sofa and I set an alarm for three. Mm. <laughs> just to be like, if I don't get up by then, you won't be able to shoot this post. Mm-hmm. I got like jumped in the shower and then by, I think, quarter to four, the light was gone. Oh my god! We have no hours. This is life. This is life. So yeah, I always forget that about winter and Mm -hmm. how stressful shooting is. And yeah, the light is just even a different Mm -hmm, mm colour. It's like grey and everything becomes grey rather than that lovely golden summery colour. It does. Oh my god, and that's the worst thing I remember shooting in winter. I think it was around like February, March and it was so depressing just looking as silly as it is on your not just on instagram but even just walking around the streets and it's just mm. a constant dull gray like even the nice white houses aren't bright and white they're gray and i miserable. swear my skin goes gray like <laughs> no joke i put on fake tan and it's still somehow gray i swear to god <laughs> jesus how have you been millie what's new with you um i've been good like bouncing from project to project to place to place it's been good i put on a workshop with reebok last week which was um probably the biggest and scariest thing i've ever done like our live podcast but times 50 oh my god i was quite nervous it's quite like a big thing to do and so so what yeah what was it like what was the whole thing so the workshop was a content creator workshop where but there was different stations so everyone split into groups Mm -hmm. and then in the morning they did mood boarding I'm not explaining it very well at all. But each group had a model who they basically had to create a look on and do hair and makeup for and then style. And then they learned how to use a camera with... Um, it was so cool. We got Vicky Grout and Tom Joy down. Okay. And like Vicky Grout is like a really well-known grime photographer. Mm. She shot like so many cool grime artists. 
Um, and Tom is just generally great also. And so they were teaching like the girls how to use cameras and how to edit, and that was really cool. And I also helped with the podcasting bit of it, but was generally just like overseeing the entire day. Jesus, wow. Um, yeah, it was cool. It was like... How many people were there? 30? Yeah. So it's not that many, but also I feel like, because we don't... I spend most days by myself, and if I meet people, it's one-on-one or like one-on-three maximum. It's never like a big group of people. We don't work in an office where we have meetings with Mm. 20 people at a time. It's not something I'm used to. No, and it's not like, you know, we're doing camera face-to-camera things. Mm. You might get loads of views, but you're doing it to a camera. There's always that level of distance between yourself usually so uh I don't know I think everyone had the best time I just think I got a bit nervous in the Q&A but But that's fine that's normal and also I've realized a lot of times you can't really tell unless you're in the front row of people and Mm. then after that you don't see anyone shaking like because you're too far (laughs) away I don't, yeah, I don't think I was shaking. I don't think it was quite that bad. But um, <laughs> I think my voice was a bit wobbly. No, that's it would be so fine, honestly. That's yeah. amazing, though. How fun. Yeah, it was good. It was a really nice thing to work on. And um, what else? I think, do you know what? That's been my main focus for kind of the past couple of weeks. I've DJed a few cool events. Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Fun, fun. Is it really? Not much else. Oh, my mum came over from Australia. So I took cute. her to, to the theatre because oh. I'm a wonderful daughter. What did you see? Les Miserables. Oh, I've never seen it at the theatre. Apparently it's amazing. It was really okay, good. Okay. I was so tired because I had... Um, oh, yeah, so after the Reebok thing, I then went to a gig with VO5 and Enemy and shot like a campaign with them at the gig straight after Reebok. That's what I'm It was. And then the next day I took my mum to the theatre and yeah, I was so tired that I cried like five or six times throughout the theatre but not even like tears like Sob. proper sobbing blubbing <laughs> didn't have tissues or trying to like wipe my snot oh, oh my no I really don't want to eat my snot right now. Gross. But I also don't know what to do because I don't want anyone to know that I'm like crying. Sobbing. Yeah, yeah. I was silent sobs. Silent sobs. And then when you need to sniff, you're like, oh. You have to wait for them to like burst into a really loud song. Although most of the time when I cried, it was like a soppy bit where it was really quiet, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, so I cried at the theatre last week. That's how my week went. Oh, God, yeah. No, that's um. This sounds this sounds good though. Yeah, no, it was it was really fun. Yeah. Oh, my ear ate my piercing. That was fucked up. Like I literally oh. can't believe that happened. Can we see? It's fine now, but I can't believe that bit went into my actual ear. Do you know, it's not even small, is it? Like it, no, it's actually oh. I know. So basically, what happened was um, I slept at a boy's house on saturday and you know when like you sleep somewhere different and i've got this piercing on my rook which is a bit of a cartilage and i was like lying there and the, you're not meant to put pressure on it and i think i fell asleep and like leant to the side and then the pillow put pressure on it mm. and i woke up and it was really painful and i couldn't see the front of the piercing anymore i could see the back and it was all covered in crap and then <laughs> i tried to like put it through thinking that the front had fallen off and I couldn't put it through. It was really painful. And yeah. then I went in to go see them. And it turns out that actually my piercing had been pushed in. And it sort of grown over. The skin had like grown over it whilst oh. I was sleeping. <laughs> and that it was no. actually embedded in my skin. I'm so sorry. But it was so gross. And I had to have it like sorted. And now it looks okay. Just a bit sore. But How did you get it sorted? 
Oh, I mean, I, I think that they kind of, she pushed it back through a bit and then had to, like, cut and scrape a bit of the skin at the front of it was... Oh, my gosh, hell. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> fun. And then I had to, like, lie there, like, with this, like, pin in my ear for a bit and I could feel, like, all crap, like, dribbling down my ear. It was so disgusting. I'm not meant to be pissed, but the guys at Maria Tasha are so good and they always look after my shitty ears, so. Aren't those earrings, like, super, super expensive? Yeah, it's yeah. expensive. I spent so much money there. That one, my day, was, like, 540 pounds for the earring and then um, if you lost them i, I would know. be so stressed out i know oh my god luckily i don't think that one the circle one is ever ever coming out i feel like it's oh pretty. that one in the right yeah hand. yeah it's so pretty one, though yeah it's so nice so that and then it costs like 30 pounds to pierce it so it was like nearly 600 pounds the whole thing wow ridiculous i know i was feeling really bougie that day and then i i mean why not yeah why not why not oh so anyway 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 i was um having lunch with a friend the other day and obviously I'm not going to say her name but it's a mutual friend of mine and Millie's and we kind of got talking on the topic of sex and orgasms and sexual frustrations and things like that and she had said that she had never had an orgasm with a guy before which actually at first to me I found really shocking and then I looked at my history of relationships and sexual relationships and I found it not that sadly shocking anymore like actually I looked at it and I was like how many people have I faked it with and because I basically I'm gonna be really honest I used to fake a lot of orgasms with guys Mm. a lot a lot until probably a couple of years ago where I was just like I'm not doing this anymore unless it's a serious sort of I need to I need to get out of this situation and this is probably the best way to do it in which case I shouldn't be in that situation but still like I feel like it's a really difficult thing that a lot of people still think is it's really quite normal that you're gonna go go home with somebody and they're gonna literally like get you off like that first time around and I just don't think it's the case I just I have so little experience when it comes to I think this because sadly when I was single and I feel like I would rather talk about you know then rather than now with Cal because I don't know there are some things which you should keep to yourself potentially and like we have a great sex life and I don't we don't need to talk about it Um, maybe I'll just probably just get too embarrassed I think um but yeah no when I was single keep it it for yourself yeah I think it's nice to do that uh when I was single most no, not even most of all that I had. I only had drug sex. Really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I was the first person who I had slept within four years when I wasn't drunk for the first time, or no, or just we oh, were, okay. we, were, we were drunk the first time we slept together. No, but I think that's such a big deal. You know, it's something we've spoke about a, a, quite a bit before yeah. about like it is. I mean, yeah, like I. I had, because I've been doing sober October this yeah. month, and I've had to do the whole sober dating thing and everything, I have have had, I had to do it for the first time sober with a guy, and that was the first time in a long time, yeah. and it's really fucking weird, and it was it fine, is. but it's still, like, it was like, you overthink everything. Yeah. And one thing I was saying to our friend at lunch was, I, and this, oh my God, this is literally really, this is actually really depressing statistic, not statistic, but fact about me and my life. But I said, I was <laughs> like, I feel like I had more frequent, like, orgasms or, or I actually had a more fulfilled sex life in probably my first ever relationships when I was 16 or 17. Really? Yeah. And do you wow. want to know why? I think it's because 
I didn't have anyone to compare it to. I had no yeah. one else to compare it to. They had nobody else to compare it to. So, and, like, you, like, porn wasn't, like, such a big thing back then, like, at that time. And I felt like it was... Everyone was just kind of just doing it. Yeah. And there was no, like... There was no, like, real worries about... Like, I... Now, I always... I, I'm such a worrier. I worry so much, like, oh, am I doing it the way that they like it? Like, I'm usually so focused on getting it right for them that I can't switch off myself and no, enjoy it as much. I hate that. I know. It's awful. But then I think it's because I'm single and I'm not yeah. in a relationship. Like, when I've been in previous relationships, it's been very, 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 very different. It's so different, isn't it? It's very much, like about having conversations about sex and I think that's you know the key goal and you don't really do that when you're single with people because it's a bit weird if you go home with someone after a date or after whatever and you're like oh yeah so no I like this 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 and this yeah well no a bit strange is, right can you imagine if that happens no but okay my ex-boyfriend on our third date actually just basically were in a bar and he was like I want to go home and I want you to do this and I want to do this and I was like okay and but I was just like let's do it and it was like really upfront but then I think <laughs> I'm not sure if we had this like really good connection that yeah it felt like it wasn't like a okay and it was it felt like really like fine for him to say it yeah but it is I think in most cases it is quite difficult communicating these things because a lot of egos involved mm. and uh, you don't want to like also vulnerability I feel like sex is a really vulnerable thing which yeah. is why I think I spent a lot of time being drunk and having sex because I wasn't ready to be vulnerable with anyone else yeah and it kind it's, of the alcohol. it's about being so vulnerable and the alcohol would it wasn't necessarily like always really drunk it was just like sometimes like a bit drunk just like taking it off the edge of you know being vulnerable and nervous um I'm just thinking I'm a really nervous person. It's coming, no, it's coming out. No, 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 no. I honestly, I feel you on that. Like, I think it is, it is, it is, I think it's the same as, like, you know, if you have drunk sex with somebody and then you wake up and you have, like, morning sober sex and I don't know. I never always, really did that. I did it not. only, like, a few times, not, like, very, very I kind rarely. of dread it because I was there, like, well, first of all, it's the morning and you both, like, stink of alcohol. I and, hate morning yeah. sex. And also, like, it's just, I don't know, like, I, I'm quite a sleepy person in the yeah. morning. It takes, like, a a while for me to wake up up here and down there <laughs> so it's like I don't know I don't want to I, I just yeah I'm not there is nothing that I find like more unattractive than someone like sticking their boner in your back at like 6am oh, no, in the morning stop it I hate it because guys do it all the time and it's, it's just such like, like, a, a, like a, a move it is it's such, such a, move. a move and they're there and they're being all cuddly and you're like oh god like they think that they're that they think that we think they're being cute it's but like, it's, no. you, we know there's a fucking agenda here like, just like oh my god it's really annoying I fucking hate men I fucking hate dating I literally and what was it you stuff. said about earlier about lesbian sex oh so I was looking into the statistics on people faking orgasms and sexual satisfaction and um, a study by Jorick said that 68% of women admitted to faking an orgasm with their partner at some point compared to just 27% of men. And then looking into difference... Harder to fake it as a man though, isn't it? Like, yeah. how do you fake it as a man? Unless you're wearing a condom. See, I had... Th- when I was back in college, there was this whole mm. drama about this like guy who slept with my friend. And everyone was like, everyone who'd slept with him had been like, yeah, he can't come. He can't come. Like, it just doesn't happen. And my friend was like, yeah, no, he definitely did with me. And they were like, yeah, but did he use a condom? And she was like, yeah. And they're like, that's his move. He always uses a condom and then yeah. he like, takes it off so no one can sort of see. I guess. And like, so that's apparently... 
Yeah, apparently he's fake it, but then if yeah. you're not using condoms... I mean, you can tell. You can really tell. You can tell. You can fucking so tell. <laughs> like, oh my God. So, yeah. But then we're looking into... I was looking into, like, you know, pe- the statistics around people having orgasms. And apparently... So, obviously, a lot of the reason for why women and men don't have... Women don't have as many orgasms as men. Heterosexual women. Mm. Um, heterosexual straight women. That's, um, you know, is because it takes longer... And I say it in sort of like kind of a quotation mark thing. Apparently it takes longer and it's more difficult for it to achieve. But then if you look at this study about women, lesbian participants, 86% reported usually or always orgasming during sexual activity, which was in comparison to, I think, 61% of heterosexual women. Yeah. Which I thought was really a massive fucking big fucking difference. So it's not necessarily about the fact that it's harder to please a woman because it takes longer and it's more difficult it comes down to actually i think knowing a body and respecting somebody yeah i think that's it's definitely that also i think it is not just on the man as well with a woman orgasming i think it's very much like the emotional mindset that a woman's in yes <laughs> which i'm literally pointing at myself right now because i find it okay i find it i find it really hard if i'm really stressed out and also I find it really that's why I think I find it usually really difficult with new people because I really need to be relaxed around them and I was talking to one of my friends about this as well and she mm. was saying she was saying it was the exact same thing and that she finds it it takes quite a, it doesn't mean that she's not enjoying it but it takes quite a long she has to sleep with someone quite a few times yeah which I think is relaxed enough, enough around them and different people like different things I think oh they tell you one thing which really makes me mad I hate the fact that like people faking orgasms has become such a normal thing that a lot of guys think that to pen- um, to have an orgasm like just through penetration mm. is a really normal thing for women to do and actually Which is not, it's not obviously it's not no it's really not it's really not and um, it's really frustrating because it's like then they make you feel sort of like you're there's something wrong with you because their past girlfriends have been able to do that I say in quotation marks but it's like well they were probably faking it there's a good there's a good chance they were yeah it's weird that things where I was with guys and it all it all comes down so much to me not feeling necessarily comfortable in myself or with them yeah and being and also i know i'm naturally such a people pleaser that i care so much about what somebody else thinks and them having a good time this is why i don't like my birthday party i'm so worried about (laughs) other people having a good time i don't like having my birthday party because i don't enjoy it exactly so it's like literally it just affects me in so many different ways but um but yeah, it's it can be such a fucking depressing statistic. But I feel like when maybe you stop being such a people pleaser, if mm. that ever happens, <laughs> then it might be easier. I know because you'll stop worrying it. about what they want and be more absolutely. And I literally, I mean, to be honest, what you want. the only real thing I can draw upon is my past serious relationship, and that was like absolutely fine. And he was so. Like, he really wanted me to have a good time, and mm. it was, we were really open about it. And yeah. that was, like, really... That was so fine and comfortable. But I think when you're at the start of something, it can be really difficult to have that conversation. Mm. And also, if you can't... Like, the thing was, I didn't... I didn't. I think I mean, Okay, I admit, I probably faked it with him a few times at the start, and I realised I was like, I need to not do this because I'm going to get myself in trouble. Yeah. So I stopped, and then after that, that's when the conversation started about what can I do to make it better for you. So if you're going around faking it, it's never going to get any fucking better. No, yeah. I don't think I've ever faked it with Cal. That's like ever. Yeah. But then I'm not really like that. Like I, I just yeah. I don't just, think I ever really did when I was single either. I just sort of 
didn't say anything. <laughs> but to be fair, when like, I was single, no one really gave a shit whether like I did or didn't. Like they, I think. I think for me, it was like whenever I would fake it when I was single, would be more of a guy would keep going because, and you're kind of tired and you want them yeah. to stop, and you're like, you're like, oh, and then you end up having. You just think that if you you fake it, it will encourage them to finish, which yes, sometimes it does, and then sometimes it didn't, and then you're there like, I've done this whole fucking acting job for no reason, like, <laughs> and it's really annoying. They're still going, and you're like, please, I'm so tired. I want to go to bed but see I think I've actually told someone that I was bored before yeah <laughs> on it like I, I'm I've had to when the thing is when you've said like oh is it like you know are you okay is this gonna take a lot longer and then they get all like funny and offended and see I hate yeah. offending people but I need to be more cutthroat I think I think you should be, especially when it comes to sex. Yeah, it's definitely. I know. But also, not if it's just, like, a one-night thing. I think that's, like, really the difficulty with it is, like, or if it's, you know, a few nights thing. If it's not someone you're going to date for a long time, it just, it's really difficult, I think, to have good sex. Yeah. But there is a chemistry, obviously, that you do have instantly with some people. Yeah, and I also think, as well, it depends on who the person is. Like, sometimes if you're seeing somebody and you see it advancing romantically... Mm you kind of want to preserve any like you don't want to create any form of hard feelings that you want to sort of like you kind of want to be this person to them and it's hard to you, you don't want to upset them or offend them whereas actually when I'm just sort of just sleeping with somebody and it's just a sexual thing I find that so it's just it's literally just sex so the conversation is so open I don't care yeah. about their feelings as a person so I'm like <laughs> I don't really like it when you do that can you do this differently and like can you try that instead and I don't care because yeah. it's like literally I don't care if you're upset or your ego is like hurt because you're literally here for one reason only but then I think if you were to do that with someone who you may be sort of developing into a relationship with because like you wouldn't be offended if they said it about to you would you if you, it depends how they said it. If they're like, you're doing that wrong, I'd be like, you, oh my yeah, God. But you don't say you're, you're doing it wrong. You say, that's good, but I think this might be better. Yeah, or I'd like it if thing. you do this. Yeah. No, I'd like I'd like that. Exactly. I would like so that. I don't, but then, I don't know if a lot of guys say that, because when I did tell my ex I'd like it if he did something differently, he got really defensive. I was like, I already am doing that. And I was like, I don't know if you are. <laughs> so I think it just depends. And I think everyone's, I think everyone can be really damaged by past experiences in a way like I'm the kind of person that if someone tells me not to do something one time I'm like okay I'm never gonna try that again so but I think the thing is everyone likes different things so you've just gotta just gotta like work it out I guess person to person it's just difficult and then yeah you end up with one person then you have to try and keep it interesting so that's a whole different other thing though, isn't it? Oh my god, yeah, that's a top <laughs> that's a topic I don't have much experience with. I have never had a relationship last longer than a year. <laughs> Even like I think a year is still quite a long like obviously not in the grand scheme of life, but a year is still quite a long time to have been sleeping with the same person. I know, I think it is. Yeah. See, everyone else is like, Oh that's not very long, but I think Well it's, it's not in the grand scheme of like maybe you get married and spend fifty years together, but that is a terrifying thought. It's also not sleeping with like a different person however often I honestly can't imagine sleeping with just one person for 50 years of my life which is why I don't want to settle down now I don't know if anyone realistically can like I can't even think about next week let alone like 50 years away I think it's not about like the one person it's about like the like amount of time you have to take it like day by day instead of thinking (laughs) it like you know 
<laughs> this could be the last person forever. You well, just that doesn't bother like me, that. but then maybe I'm in the right relationship. You so. are in the right relationship. <laughs> you are. Oh, God. Thank God you're such a good person. I'm so evil. <laughs> you're not evil. evil. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, that's probably a good note to end the podcast on. <laughs> Thank you for listening. And yes, we'll be back. We're going to sit with our calendar right now and organise it. So we are weekly, hopefully. Yes. Um, in the run-up to Christmas. In the run-up to Christmas. And I think we're going to do a live one to combat my live nerves at some stage. Yes. Because, That'd be really good. We need to put that in the diary. Yeah, because the more you practice these things, the easier it gets. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Well, do rate and review if you have time and can be asked. Um helps to bump us up and other people to find us and you can follow us follow us on our socials at sophie milner underscore fs and at nearly underscore cotton